very professional. <laughs> Welcome to show business, baby. So welcome back to the Not Daily Podcast. After a little summer break, we come back with a very special episode because for the first time in the history of mankind, there's a guest on this podcast. And the reason why is that Vlad just went through a big life change <laughs> and we wanted the help of experts to try and understand and analyze it. So do you want to walk us through it, Vlad, before we bring out the guest? Yeah, <laughs> my big breakthrough. <laughs> but, okay, so my big breakthrough uh, happened actually six months ago and kept reoccurring. And the big breakthrough is I can now visualize stuff in my head. So I could always kind of visualize stuff, but maybe I could more visualize the idea of stuff more than actually visualizing the real thing so for example so i saw a tiktok literally this morning which was okay can you actually see like a purple apple in your head or can you just imagine the idea of it and before i would say yeah i can visualize it but i could actually just imagine the idea and now i can actually see the purple apple so you you can understand that you were wrong before yeah exactly okay. and that happened like six months ago so to understand that new process that new skill if that's normal if like, there's some stu interesting if we stuff we need to put you in the hospital right now <laughs> yeah or if there's in any interesting stuff to talk about on that subject we invited a very special guest and a very very dear friend, Geraldine, Hi. which is there. Yes. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Obviously. I just wanted to say before, I'm absolutely not a specialist on any of these things. Yeah, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background. You have a PhD in philosophy of science. Yeah, so I did, I did a master in cognitive science. Maybe I can tell you some interesting stuff about the brain and cognition in general, but I'm not specialized in uh, mental imagery or imagination. It's okay, we're not specialized in podcasts anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and after this master, I did a, a philosophy of cognitive science. I think during my master, I, I had some big questions on, well, that's nice what we are studying here, but is it, how can we improve the way we, we do science on this kind of stuff? Because this kind of stuff, like cognition, doesn't seem to be the same kind of stuff than physics or biology in general. It seems to be some, it seems that there is something special about it. Uh, so I don't know if what I say now is about what really was my motivation in doing, uh, in switching from science to philosophy, or if it's a kind of <laughs> ad hoc rationalization. Yeah, rationalization <laughs> process of what happens. I don't know. I think I think there is a a very natural path from doing science to doing epistemology, like why are things the way they are, yeah, and probably. end up in philosophy. <laughs> Yeah. As you question your method. Yeah, uh, that's it. Is it uh, like, can I ask your PhD thesis topic? Yeah, so I uh, worked on perception, but I worked on perception not from the point of view of cognitive science, but with a kind of meta-analysis point of view. And my uh, question was how scientists work on perception and especially what are their concept of perception. Is there something in the way research but on perception 
on vision especially because, because the concept of perception that they have whether it's implicit or explicit will always have kind of like a directing force on whatever they do right it will shape the way they, they yes walk. that's exactly yes thank you you really understood my dissertation more than me probably <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> most uh, most things that happened before yesterday but <laughs> <laughs> the, the the thing is the the concept you use to to, to produce knowledge about the topic uh, obviously are important and in cognitive science we still work with concepts that are mostly derived from uh, naive cognitive science from from naive psychology so perception vision audition uh, we have naive conception of what they are What are these phenomena? What is supposed to be explained? And this is an old debate in cognitive science. Should we switch uh, the concept of the science for using scientific concept that can cannot be directly derived from the non-scientific discussion? Or should we stick with the everyday concepts like vision, audition, etc.? And so my, my conclusions are that the concept of perception that people used in, in cognitive science, more specifically philosophers, they still have a very theoretically driven concept of perception. You always have a suspicion when they work with this concept. Okay, do they really cover something or do they just try to reinforce the presupposition they are using? <laughs> yeah. And there you can cue like p-hacking and all the the crisis of replication that's yes. going on in in this domain. <laughs> Obviously, that's a, a very um, I mean that's a question you have on all the domain of science, and it's one of the main questions of epistemology: how can we be sure that we are really proving something, or uh, that we are not just uh, reinforcing our own preconception of something so you are talking about like the different models that scientists use do you think that what happened to vlad is a switch in model in his head something like that oh that's another topic had another angle sorry no but it but it's interesting for example i mean i don't know for imagination but for concepts for example how do you learn new concepts there are a uh, huge lit literature on on that on learning concepts and concept change and especially in developmental psychology What they seem to show, I'm, I'm not specialist on that either, but it's that concept change and concept learning works like revolution. It's not you learn one concept after the other and each concept comes as an addition to the other, other concepts. It's more like you learn things and in learning new things you increase a kind of inconsistency of a whole system and at some point the inconsistency of the whole system is so big that the, um, the cognition try to find a new way to organize the whole system and in finding a simplest way to organize the system it changes everything that's why it's kind of revolution If I understand what you're saying is you learn new thing, you learn new thing, you learn new thing and your brain try to keep its consistency and how it works as a whole. 
but at one point it's so inconsistent in itself that it's like okay like let's break all the thing and let's like rearrange everything so that it works in a new way and is more consistent in itself it's funny it's kind of like how science developed right so like uh, you had newtonian physics and then we saw that there is like whole stuff we can't explain and more and more stuff we can't explain until the next breakthrough and then comes relativity At least that's the way uh, history of science was understood after Kuhn, the famous historian of science. Super famous. Super famous. <laughs> My idol. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, th there is a kind of naive way of think of, of seeing scientific development, which is something like okay, as I said in the beginning, you discover new stuff about nature and you add more knowledge to already known knowledge, something like that, in a kind of cumulative picture. And and what Kuhn's tried to show is that actually it's uh, systems. And when within a system, uh, scientists discover an anomalies. At the beginning, people consider that it's the scientist who is not really good at doing science. And when more and more scientists are uh, continuously finding these black holes in the, in the theory, people are beginning to think, oh, okay, maybe it's not just the scientist that is problematic, and maybe it's something like a, a fundamental assumption of the paradigm. And so we can maybe try to see outside of the box and, and try to find a new way to organize the knowledge we know. I'm really excited to see how civilization behaves as a whole, like a single brain. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> But you know that, th this idea of um, individually human works uh, as humanity as a whole is something that is, it's an idea that is very ancient. You can trace back this idea to probably Plato or Aristotle, but at least, I mean, in French uh, literature, you have uh, Auguste Comte, who said something, I mean, he really has this idea that we can, it's absolutely analogous the way a single human from childhood to adulthood uh, developed knowledge and the way he's in the history of mankind actually our ancestors were just like children compared to us while the adulthood of humanity something that like that. is so cool i'm gonna read all of that later <laughs> after august Comte did stuff a little bit weird like after that he he built a kind of religion of humanity it was weird but i mean it <laughs> seems like a lot of fun <laughs> yes but but so there is something a little bit controversial let's say in in that means that vlad like kind of evolved like a pokemon from concept representation to visualization yeah exactly like vlad evolved to stage two <laughs> Vladozor. but it is is it is it really true that this capacity like visualization is always better than conceptualization but so does that mean that everyone who doesn't have this visualization thing is lacking on something i don't well is it an evolution or just like a transformation does it have to go in that direction well we talked about evolution but we never said that the evolution was better than like the previous step no well we're talking about children and then adults so i and we presuppose that like adult is better than children i guess but We were talking at accumulate about accumulating knowledge, so it's it's implies that accumulate more knowledge is better. 
But maybe let's let's see. Like, do you still have the co the conceptual? Yeah, <laughs> or did you forget? No, 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 obviously not. Like, I do you keep your attacks from the previous level of evolution? I completely kept my attack, and like, I still like ninety five percent of the time don't visualize stuff. Like, meaning like a red apple or whatever. If I don't push myself to see it, I don't see it. Like, it's not automatic at all. It's a new skill that I can, that I can like use if I want to, but it still drain me quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, and I see that it's a new way for me to think about something because because it takes so much energy. Meaning, like, I can do it now, which I couldn't before, but I see that, like, it's not a normal thing for me to do because I need to focus a lot. But what I think, what's interesting, like, I never thought about when Jarlene said, like, when you learn new skill or whatever, like, at one point, like, it breaks and, like, it rearranges and, like, you unlock the new thing, basically. I never thought about that at all. Like, I thought about it as an actual unlocking of a skill, not a rearrangement of, like, the whole thing. Meaning, like, I had something that I couldn't use. I saw it more as a conscious effort basically there was somewhere something some process that i couldn't really use but like it was most more like for me a key that i couldn't find than an actual new skill that like wasn't there to begin with yeah but you didn't gain new uh, new, new brain space it's all it's the same neurons so in a way you you knew that it was about yeah obviously <laughs> but i mean it's more of a and maybe like you know something about that Geraldine, but when someone say they visual they visualize stuff are they using like i'm guessing that they're using like their visualization like system meaning like when i see an apple in my mind i use part of the same system as when i actually see an apple no yes that's true but i mean th that's the problem in i mean the the philosophical literature on visual imagery so it's called visual imagery and it's i mean For some people, it's actually the way you define visual imagery. It's uh, by saying it's when you use your visual system without really having a visual input. Without stimuli. So it's a, it's a kind of uh, using of your visual system offline. But you can say that it's a bad definition because you produce a definition. You cannot answer the question what exactly is uh visualization if you already give this kind of definition <laughs> at the beginning so the, the the question is okay it, it seems that the problem the phenomenon that uh you just had is that you you had a new kind of experience yeah and it's an experience that doesn't seem to be really like vision but doesn't seem to be really like Uh, conceptual imagination or, or, or the kind of or thinking the kind of thing you used to do when you think and you was able to identify the fact that it's different from these both kind of experience yeah that is way cooler than i thought at first <laughs> i love putting it that way you unlock new kinds of experience <laughs> dude Wow, I have a new type of qualia. A new type of qualia. Yes, but that's exactly the same kind of of uh, debates that we were talking about. Maybe the the only difference is not in terms of experiences; it's maybe in terms of metacognitive skills. Okay, just recognizing that I had it. Basically. Yeah, maybe you had this kind of experience before. Yeah, the conceptualization uh, that you have of what's going on in your brain. Maybe the same thing is going on, but the monitoring circuits are. Changing the representation. But I think like Jarlene was not saying that. Tell me if I'm wrong, Jarlene. But like what you were saying is basically I had an hypothesis would be 
that I always had visualiz like I always had that scale. I always visualized stuff in my head. It's just that I didn't met like recognize that I had that scale. But like six months ago, what happened is like. I made the difference between that kind of imagination and the concept on like the other kind of, of, of imagination, basically. Yes, this could be a, a, an explanation. But, but I feel like, you, you tell me, but I feel like it's, uh, it's not really acceptable. No, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I would have, I, I have the intuition, but you're the one who had this experience, that if it's just a question of um, metacognition, so a question of, how you conceptualize your own way of experiencing the world. You would have known that in the past you had these experiences. Yeah, yeah. Even if you, you were not able to recognize them at this moment. But that's not something you had. It wouldn't mean that like, I have the memory of this experience. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if you throw in memory, it's going to be complicated. Yeah, but like, if I don't recognize that it's different, then like, the way I memorize those experiences might be as conceptual, so I don't really have access to the actual... Yeah, yeah, that's why I said like, if you throw in memory, it's going to be a whole mess because you have this layer of transcription to store the information and it's hard enough without the transcription. <laughs> I have some questions for you, Vlad, for, I mean, to try to investigate what happened to you. Yeah, let's investigate. Did that happen only with vision or do you have other senses in which something happened? So audition, I'm in incapable, but like not like it's just zero. Like I can't imagine a sound. Actually, it's the first time I think about it, but I never imagined that it would be possible to imagine a sound, to be honest. Can you imagine a voice? You, you, never, have, you never have song in your head? No, no, but I, I'm <laughs> incapable of of what? learning a song. <laughs> but you you never you never you, you never like sing a little bit and and someone let me try. Maybe I'm just never doing it, but I can do it. Someone like, tells wait, wait, you, oh, what are you singing? And you answer something like, oh, I just had that in my mind. No, no, I can imagine. Wait, 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 wait. I can imagine. No, I, like what I was just saying is bullshit. <laughs> like I can clearly imagine my own my own voice because like I okay. can talk to myself with a voice. So I can, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, so I can I can do it, but with song. Let, what? It's super hard. Uh, I can do it. You can do it, but it's very complicated. But like, it's like, I don't think it will ever happen, like not uncommon. How about the smell? Can you remember a smell? Yeah. Can you imagine, can you, can you imagine smelling, smelling lemon? Wait, lemon like uh, Maybe smell. I'm just like not using my brain, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have all of these skills, just I never use them. So like my, my <laughs> just like never use. So my neurons are like, well... <laughs> Let's remove some of that shit. Okay, but here is like uh, an important question is the difference between imagination and remembering. I don't think we are asking you to imagine something that you've never ever experienced from scratch. No, but like, wait, wait, coffee. Okay. <laughs> no, I cannot do that. Like, that's bullshit. Like, can you actually imagine the smell of coffee? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, wait, no, but like, you wait. have a lot of layers <laughs> of uh, evolution left. <laughs> To conquer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. The sound part, I think, was bullshit. I think I can do it. It's just, like, I don't remember any song. <laughs> so, like, my brain doesn't go there. But, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, sometimes, like, some, like, stuff, like, stick in my mind. Like, some weird, like, little sound or stuff <laughs> like that, like, stick in my mind. So, I can definitely do that. 
but we smell. <laughs> I no, but like but I can't even think of a way to do it. Yeah, there's no like there's not even a start of like we sound we 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 sound like I could try to do it. Like I was like okay, like I have the I don't know. I'm able to try. We smell. I don't even. There's nothing there. Like I just. Okay, I have. I have a point. Then the only thing I'm doing is breathing harder. <laughs> 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 Do you have smells and sounds, or did you have before that time images in your dreams? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dream, dreams and well, smell in dreams doesn't exist. Like I, I can't remember a single dreams with smell. I can remember. Like the thing is, like my dreams. Are more and more visual for sure. So it did change your and, dreams. Like that kind of shocked me. It changed my dreams completely. Like not completely, but like it was always a bit visual. So it was always kind of there. But like now, more and more, I dream very, very visually. Like I can like see the building, but really see it. See like the cart, but like really see them. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like I can like when I wake up, I'm like okay, I remember like the actual environment. Like the actual thing which like i could never do before so like that or like very very blurry so that actually happened but like we smell like i i, I like <laughs> i got you maybe maybe give it time maybe we just need another breakthrough in your brain <laughs> next level of evolution okay okay so so what was our stuff that like you can imagine <laughs> what are the other senses <laughs> uh, i can imagine touch but touch? i realize i cannot imagine pain a specific type of pain i'm not able to imagine that what does it mean to imagine pain does it mean you feel the pain or that you have some sort of like diet diet version of the pain in your brain like when you say imagine pain does it imply that you should be suffering as much as if you were in pain no because when we imagine with our inner eye for example we Clearly, we, we know that it's not the same thing as seeing, actually seeing. But it has some sort of component of sight, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. So imagining pain would be something like, I mean, if I just draw an analogy, it would be not feeling pain, but maybe simul uh, having like a simulation of pain without the actual feeling of pain. Isn't that what happens when you're afraid of going to the dentist and you're replaying the scene in your mind? Oh, maybe. And you're saying, oh, it's going to hurt. Is that an okay thing to approximate it with? I don't think so. Like, meaning you don't feel pain. Like, you're just like anxious. You're like, you have a lot of emotion, but like, you don't imagine pain. Do you? I think I could. <laughs> okay, and maybe you can, but... It's because with touch, I think what I was trying to do, like, is imagining, like, someone touching me. And, like, it comes with all of this, like, visual cue and, like, maybe, like, sounds. Imagine someone punching you from behind. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I think, like, it's more for touch for me. I think, like, when I think about it, it's kind of a jump, like, mumble of weird. Like, I can't really explain. Like, it's kind of, it's, I think it's different than, like, imagining something else. So I think, like, there's a component of... A, of you can imagine something like touch because it's different than other stuff. Yeah, I guess touch involves like proprioception and like your body perception. So it's a whole different mess, right? It might be a memory of a completely different kind of experience. Yeah. But with pain, I don't know.
I want to go back to the initial topic. Okay, let's go. We were drilling you. And another thing I want to drill you with is like, did anything happen around that time? Like, did anything trigger it? Can you trace it down to something? Yes, I had this question too. <laughs> like, I remember the first visualization. Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, I want the story with details, please. So my first, like, basically my skill is kind of new. <laughs> and so like, some stuff I have a hard time still like visualizing them, but I have some like memory that I can visualize very, very well. And I can kind of like invoke this visual memory as I want very easily. That's interesting. We should uh, try to understand the difference between those two sets, what you can do easily and what you can't. So basically like my first visualization, like I can invoke it very, very easily right now. It's one of the things that I can what like, okay, it? it's my cat. I, I, I knew it. I, I almost asked like, is it, is it humus? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I woke up, I was like just laying in bed, like saying, okay, I need to wake up. And I don't know, I was thought like, where's humus? Like he was not sleeping with me, usually he's sleeping with me. And then like his image, but like his perfect image, <laughs> weirdly perfect image. <laughs> appear in my mind. You don't understand how fucked up it was. It's amazing. Actually, almost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, but like, <laughs> it was such a weird experience. Like, it was really like, what? Like, how can the I do that? The first time you see the light is, is the cat. That's cool. Love brought you this. Clearly, I was like, wow, okay. I can see him so clearly. And yeah, that's a story. It's like, uh, it's like Pokemon who need like another Pokemon or a special object to evolve. Yeah, my cat like unlocked. So do you think that maybe you, you've never thought about anything as much as you thought about your cat and that's why it triggered the new path? <laughs> that would be a bit sad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love my cat. I, I love him, like, very, very, very dearly. But I don't know. But it's it's interesting because from spending time with you, you also call a lot of things by the name of your cat every time you experience a positive emotion. So... <laughs> what? Every time you see something cute, you call it chaton. <laughs> that is true. So it's clearly a neural pathway that has, uh, that has been working <laughs> a lot. <laughs> To, to investigate more where does it come from, I think like, so um, like my first feeling was more of like a psychoanalysis uh, explanation. But w were you afraid at the time that like, was it weird that the cat wasn't there? Like, was it a strong emotion? No, no, it's usually like he's there, like 95% of the time, but it's not as if it was always there. It happens every so often that like, it's not a panic reaction. It's just like, oh, like was homeless. Uh, and that's the best story. I, I thought we would never, uh, we would not get out of this episode with like, do is there a magic way to gain more brain power and abilities? But turns out there is. You just have to think about cats. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good conclusion. The past is our all-in-one solution for you to store all the time you don't need anymore. We offer safe and secure unlimited storage so you can be sure that none will come and steal your precious moments. Retrieval solutions are still under development. I was wondering, do you have lucid dreams? So, a few years ago, Johan and I went for a mission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a complete failure on my end, but... 
so we did all of the things, you know what I mean? <laughs> like all of the little experiments that you can do, the wake up at three, the intermittent like sleeping schedule, everything. You never. Oh, I remember. That's why I tried polyphasic sleep. Yeah, like I changed too, my whole too. life for that. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 I never, I never, you, you never told me that. <laughs> I bought a machine on Kickstarter to put I waves in my machine. brain. Great but that's a, that's a wonderful yeah. story. You should you should write a book about. Well, it's a story that ends in failure ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you should try with your new ability and see if anything changed. So no, but like I I succeed. Like I did two lucid dream. The first one, well, I did one real one and another. I'm pretty sure it's a fake one. Meaning like I thought it was a lucid dream, but like meh. But like I did uh, one for sure. Like, I did the whole, like, reality test in it, and, like, boo, boo, boo. Oh, that's pretty nice. And then I was like, okay, let's try to, like, fly. And then I, f like, I was in my sister room, and so I flew. And then there was a ceiling, and I was like, I couldn't get back to, uh, like, to, to the floor. So I closed my eyes, and when I closed my eyes, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna wake up when I open my <laughs> eyes. And then I opened my eyes, and I opened my eyes in the real world, and that was done. That's my story of my lucid dream. What are you asking? Do you want to hear mine? Oh. It's, a, it's a cute one. I, like, I had a lucid dream once or twice or something, like, but it was way less controlled, no reality test. It was just a dream, and I realized that things were off, and then I, I'm like, damn, I'm in a dream. I'm, having a, I'm lucid in a dream. I must tell Vlad immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked for Vlad, and that's how I woke up, because Vlad is in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you you never you never uh, so how was w when was that when was your your missions was it during the Kongmaster yeah uh, four years five ago five years yeah. ago six years ago maybe a bit before yeah six six seven years ago six, six years or seven ago. years ago and it it never I mean could it be possible that actually the training required much more time and that what you did is a lucid dream or i mean oh. that it's a kind of it's a kind of okay you were trained but your your brain needed more time to adapt to all of these new constraints that you put to it i mean it's impossible to prove that it didn't help <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly no but maybe maybe it's something that happened no but like i'm not sure i understand like you're saying that my cat visualization is a lucid dream. What? Thinking that it can be related. I'm not saying that it's that. I'm I'm just saying that it may be related because I don't know when when you dream you don't you don't you you clearly visualize thing in one way or another. It's very likely. I think that all our efforts back then in some way c contributed to the build up of use of neural pathway that we we talked about that ended up in a breakthrough. Like yeah, but I don't like I don't see. How it is related. You don't see the connection? I understand that what could be related is... No, actually, I don't like... Well, one of the techniques that we used uh, is first, when you fall down asleep, you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to lucid dream like the, the... No, but that has nothing to do with visualization. Well, you're kind of visualizing the moment you're going to be in dream and visualizing you knowing that it's a dream. It's a kind of metacognitive practice. You are trying to be conscious of what happens in your mind. You are trying to become conscious of processes that are actually not conscious so you are trying to be more conscious of some i don't know, I, I don't know exactly how works lucid dreams <laughs> i have no idea of the of the of the theories behind it but there is something like a you try to be conscious of 
subconscious processes. Does it seem right to say something like that? Yeah, to give them more importance. You try to bring forth. Okay. I think like it's like medit like if I understand well, like it's like meditation basically. It's like trying to see your thoughts. Not see but like yeah, be aware that you're thinking. Is that does that ring true with what you were just saying? Or Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it comes back to this idea that maybe you were able, in a sense, to visualize things before, but these ability never, never become conscious. But like, so isn't that what you called bullshit 30 minutes ago when isn't that the first hypothesis basically yes you're right i think you're right uh, she, she said it was unsatisfactory not bullshit <laughs> yeah <laughs> i heard bullshit <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're encoding memories in a very simplified form <laughs> well we don't have much space in there but yeah that's the, so the connection is that we trained uh, you train for lucid dreaming and this is kind of like lucid image like lucid conceptualization, lucid imagination. Okay, so it's a conscious. Okay, okay, so so okay, okay. I didn't get that. Oh, thank you, Johan. Thank you so much. You can thank the wine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's a conscious part that is the same. It's yeah. not like the the dream part that is the same. Okay, I was foc really focusing on the dream part, and I was. Oh like, no 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 no. Yes, it, the con the the. The, the process of becoming conscious. Okay, so maybe then, because last year I did quite a bit of meditation. Okay. Ah, see. And so maybe that has to do with it. Because like that's that's also after, after meditation, I don't know, it was during the first confinement. That's when I became like a vegetarian because one of the exercises was imagine that you're an animal. I can't remember the animal. I think it was a cow or something. And and so basically like it was like a meditation exercise. I did that for 30 minutes. And after that... I was like, I'm not eating animals uh, again. And so, and also because of Johan, because of the episode about consistency. So <laughs> that was like this episode right after I did that meditation. And right after I was like, fuck, I can't eat meat anymore. So maybe you're right. So that would cue in that the process was there all along. It's just that I wasn't aware of it. But which is weird. I don't think it's... I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the brain on the background. It's hard to... It's like, it's impossible to be aware of everything. <laughs> but isn't then, like, what we could say... The problem with that, I think, is like, couldn't we say that visualization is just exactly that? Meaning, bringing into the conscious imagery. The fact that you're aware of the the image basically is what is visualization like this skill meaning you the skill wasn't there because the skill is not like the skill is actually to bring it forth your visualization rvis are are doing stuff without you realizing it but maybe like visualiz visualizing it is just like bringing force like to your conscious yeah i like this idea this idea of the fact that visualization is just being conscious of your processes of um, visual extraction of information, actually. I don't s understand why you call that a big problem, Vlad, though. <laughs> because it's not a metacognition of a new process, is just a new process that is a metacognition. Yeah. Uh, or it's your accessibility, you enlarge the scope of what your conscious self has access in your cognitive processes in general. So to make it a bit more simpler, maybe, could we say that, for example, thinking about hummus, so my cat, thinking about my cat, what's happening in my brain is like memory of my cat are lighting up, 
like sound of my cat are lighting up, visualization of my cat are lighting up. My conscience is like, well, guys, like I have three slots, so you need to pick. Uh, so what I picked before was the concept of a cat, the whatever, like how I like hummus and how he's driving me insane because he's meowing, for example. And what we're saying is, okay, there's a fourth slot that open, and what goes there now in my conscious is the visualization part. It was, there was no slot for it before. Could we say that? Or I think that's a reasonable model. <laughs> yeah, I think we can we can talk now about skillful perception because could this model be applied to another story of, for example, I have an example of the philosophical literature. Someone who knows trees. Personally, I don't know trees. If I look at a tree at some in one day and the day after I look at another tree, I'm unable to tell you if it's different or not. Except if the difference is very big. So the idea is when you have an expert in trees, someone who works on this area, he's able to identify directly which kind of trees it is. And one of the questions we can ask is, we are seeing the same thing. We have the same stimulus, the expert and, and, and me. We have the same eyes. We have the same tree in front of us. That's the two things that we have in common. But, but that's all. Well, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> but we do not see the same thing. We do not have the same representation of the tree. We know that the divergence happens after the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we know that the divergence... Yeah, exactly. What it makes me think of is like this story about sheep. So shepherds can recognize that sheep. Okay, sheep is a horrible word for French people to say in English. Uh, <laughs> so a shepherd can recognize that sheep, just sheep completely like meaning like they can say oh that's like Lola that's like Harry that's like whatever and they can recognize them like very easily non-shepherd people cannot do that <laughs> <laughs> what we do know about recognition like we know kind of a lot about recognition though like we know for example for face we have like the physical face area that like is an expert area and more like the more expertise that you have the more like the recognition area is close to the physical face area so like if you're an expert on sheep, like basically the recognition goes like deeper, like closer to like the fusiform face area, which is way more like, um, how do you say that? A precise and like other area. So what you can say is basically your brain is not trained to recognize like sheep. So, okay, you have the same stimuli, but at the end, like, you don't have like the processes to actually recognize anything except wool. So like you see wool, you see wool that like do their stuff, but like your brain just can't see anything else. Yes, but that, what what does it what does it say that it's it says I mean what I have in mind is that it's because you you do not have process trained to recognize. No the the details that gave you information so you're not able to extract this kind of information from stimulus so you have the same stimulus but you do not have the same ability process ability to extract kinds of information and so the idea why why i was why was i thinking about that related to your story is can't we say that at some point you unlocked <laughs> you seem to like this uh a verb, some ability to extract or to use new information. 
Well, that's interesting because I always thought that in the case of like shepherd or professionals or stuff, it's more a matter of granularity of the perception process rather than a breakthrough that gives you like a new slot of ability. But maybe it's... So you think it's, it's just a question of quantity? Quantity of information. Well, quantity and quality, like uh, how like we both see the same thing and their visual perception gets better. So the, the question is, do they have a specific conceptual uh, conceptual path for type of tree or type of sheep? Or do they still use the same as us, like visual, etc., but uh, way more defined saying like, oh, I have the visual stimuli of tree A or sheep B. Could we say that they have more representation of sheep or like tree? Tree is easier to say. Like, I don't know why I brought like <laughs> sheep in the thing. Like, uh, <laughs> could we say that they have more tree information to go through when they see a tree? Meaning like they see a tree and then they have more tough to compare it to meaning like i don't know like they have more knowledge have more like they've seen more tree they like they just can compare it to more stuff so like the actual like quantity of information is the same but the thing is like they can do more stuff with it but the question is that is that new thing tree perception or like the the tree add on to existing perceptions or processing i'm saying perception in a very loose way. Is it an add-on or is it a what? Is it an add-on or is it a new software? Like a new pathway? Mm, okay. For me, it's a new add-on. Like, I don't like just a feeling, but... Um, I think we need to wrap up. Well, I have a summary, but it's not really about... Like, we went a lot into details about what exactly happened, like, conceptually. But So, the, the two-sentence summary about, like, how do you get new powers in your brain... <laughs> is you did a lot of meditation and you believed in the power of love of having a cat <laughs> and that unlocked new pathways in your brain that allowed you to have visualized conceptualization of things and it might be more bandwidth of your consciousness like maybe something that existed and that got picked up or something that spurred out of the blue. But the summary is just do meditation and have cats and then your brain is going to do wonderful things. No? <laughs> I think that it's not an evolution. It's a revolution. That is true. Like yeah. a scientific revolution. That was an important point. Yeah, but we also said that it's an evolution in the Pokemon sense. <laughs> yes. But evolution in the Pokemon sense is a revolution. Like they change completely. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it's not an evolution. That's the thing. <laughs> Well, bye. No, before that, I wanted to give time to our guest, Geraldine. If you have any project you want to plug, or two or three listeners too, if you want them to check out your Twitter, your blog, because people do that in podcasts. <laughs> oh, people do that in podcasts. But no, I don't have anything of that. Like, I'm very happy to talk to all of these people that I don't know. Okay, so if you want more of Geraldine, go to, cl to her classes. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a weird plug, but okay. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, I mean, I, I don't have anything to share except, um, except me. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> well, I think you brought a lot to the conversation, so thank you for coming. Thank you. There was some really, really cool uh, perspectives in there. Dear listeners, let us know everything that you thought like 
met the snow. If you like Geraldine, if you'd like her to come back. What? That's an awful thing to do. <laughs> no, but like, okay, <laughs> let us know what questions we should ask her for her to come back. Yes. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Please judge Geraldine on a one to five Please star review me. system. <laughs> I mean, you can't escape the system. <laughs> If she has 4.2, she will come back. 4.1, sorry, Geraldine, but you're done. I'm trying to to I'm trying to stimulate listener engagement. Sorry, I'm do, I'm very desperate here because we have zero engagement. Okay. <laughs> Tell us if you can imagine stuff, if you can smell stuff in your mind. If Tell you us can. if you can imagine us. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of face do you put? when you think about us and we'll see you for the next episode we should which should be quieter like a more laid-back conversation than this one replying to all your comments on on reddit twitter youtube everything at not daily podcast and see you not, not tomorrow. tomorrow i hate you so much mm.